God wants to break the box, and you maybe not want him to do that, but I feel like he wants to break you out of the box. I, I feel like there's a... Um, there is so much wisdom and fire in you that you just think it's common sense, but it's not actually. It's actually the lessons and the wisdom and the, the fire from the Holy Spirit that you've learned and you've sown that into your kids and grandkids and, and you've sent them out like arrows already and they're already you know, starting fires all over the show. But I feel like God wants to release a greater thing um, in the space of thousands of other people who need a get a hold of the wisdom that you have and so I just feel like the Lord trying to encourage you like you might get some invites that you want to say no to but God might say hang on I actually want to do something here so Lord I bless her and we honour her in this house we just thank you for this incredible incredible gift that she is to every one of us and, and for the hours and hours and thousands of hours of service that she's laid down for this house and we just honour that in Jesus name thank you Father and uh Thank you for the fast car, Jesus. Fire. <laughs> Fatima, where is she gone? She was sitting over there. Fatima? She was over there and she disappeared. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, the one sitting next to Courtney with the hair up here. Yeah. I had a picture of... Um, you sitting in one of the commuter trains going into town, um, just sort of quite an empty carriage. And I felt like those questions like, what am I here for, what am I doing? What's my life meant to look like? And I feel like God wanted to encourage you, if you put your hand in his, that he will actually show you, like a guidance counselor. He'll show you and he'll give you a sense of your true identity. Is it gonna bring out gifts you didn't know you had and actually gonna you know, take you to fulfill so you won't feel like you've you know what's my life about I'm wasting time here and I just feel like God wants to encourage you in that way um, I did have a, um, a sense of somebody having sciatic pain down their left as well is there anybody here who has sciatic pain down their left yep come here <laughs> it was a sense that you'd sort of almost accepted it like you know because of accidents or because of anything um, Ryan can you come and pray for her that'd be awesome yeah, the sense that God wants you to not agree with it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. so we just be healing, but I'll, I'll let you do that. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Your naughtiness in the front row over here. <laughs> um, yeah, you with the, the, looks like the fire in the water. <laughs> Holy Spirit. What's your name? Amelia, Lord, we thank you for Amelia. We thank you, Father, that you have, you know, baptised her with your spirit and also in water. And Lord, I just had such a picture of, of the fact that God delights in you like a dad does over a toddler. He he delights in you with singing. He rejoices in you, and he doesn't see the mistakes. It's a little bit like when you've got a toddler who falls over. You don't, you actually, um, you don't care about the mistakes. And it's like God saying, I've forgiven that stuff. And that I just rejoice over you with singing. And so we just thank you for this beautiful Amelia, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for the future in her life. In Jesus' name. It's like, um, you know, yeah, God doesn't get annoyed with you. He loves you. He loves you. He does. He does. So we just release that in Jesus' name. And uh, Jeremy, I feel like your, your days are, um, are specific, like um, as you 
carry just that bread that he has put in your hand for each day. I see it multiplying as you're simply obedient and honoring, honoring him. I feel like each day actually has significance that you're actually extending the kingdom of God where you are. And then uh, Sarah at the back, uh, black t-shirt, um, I feel like you're, you're on a, on a particular path. It's, it's quite unique that the Lord has got you um, walking a path that perhaps other people haven't walked, but the Lord is taking you places and he has got assignments for you and you're going to see them roll out in front of you and he's, he's anointing you with fire, with his presence, with his anointing to carry his gifts into areas that will bring release, will bring freedom. And so, Lord, I bless the journey. Lord God, I bless you walking with him on that day-to-day -day basis. May he hear you. May he see where it is that you're leading and walk in that path. In Jesus' name, blessing and favor. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Um. Maddie, actually, <laughs> I was feeling like there's a thousand, you have a thousand questions for Jesus and he's saying they're all good and he has answers for every single one of them. But it was, God reminded me of what Paul said this morning, that sometimes he answers questions, he answers a question you weren't answering and in answering that question, he answers a whole bunch. And I feel like the Lord just wants to encourage you that he is, he has heard every question and he's going to answer them in the way that sorts out a whole bunch all at once. So bless you. <laughs> As I was um, in worship, I, um, I was flying over New Zealand. I was flying over our, our country, and in particular, uh, I just saw the, the South Island, and I don't know if you've flown much, and if you look down across the, the landscape, and in particular, I, I think when, it, when I fly across the South Island, I see these, um, these little pockets of like settlements, and you see these farms and faraway places and, and even cities, they, they kind of look small when you compare them to the landscape of the entire country. And sometimes we can feel like we are a small speck on the landscape. Sometimes we can feel like um, we, it's not that we have an insignificant part to play, but in a, a big pond, it's like we're a, a little fish. But I, I saw um, the, the Parliament House, and from, from this building, there is so much um, authority that goes out across the nation to bring changes, to uh, alter the course of the way things are, are run. And I felt the Lord say that, um, that we actually are... MPs, that we are members of parliament, but it's not the members of the New Zealand parliament, but we're MPs, we're members of God's parliament. We're MPs, we're ministers of prayer. And the ability that prayer has to shift nations, to alter the effect of the way history is rolled out, we're actually MPs that we are members of God's parliament. Jeremy, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're still working in parliament, but it's God's parliament as you go ahead and do the things that the Lord has laid on your heart. And I feel like the Lord is going to raise up prayer this year like never before, because there is such power 
in a unified people praying and interceding and believing on God's behalf and declaring things. It's not that we are a small fish in a big pond, but actually we are in the, the houses of parliament, in the council of the holy, where angels dwell. God has raised us up to heavenly places to be seated with him. And as we pray, we affect the flow of history. I mean, Daniel even understood. He saw what was supposed to take place. He knew it was going to happen, but he had to partner with God to see it happen. He had to pray with them. So can we just stand for a moment. I'd just love to, to pray um, in tongues together and just pray for the, the course of our nation because over the course of this year, it's we're, we're in significant times right now. As the days get closer to the end, they become more important. Why? Because there is less of them. The less the number of days to go, the more important they become. And so therefore, we need to engage in this place of prayer as those who stand in God's house of authority authority and declaring what he wants and his purposes over our nation in Jesus name. So let's just pray in tongues for first for a couple of moments. Lord, thank you for drawing us into this place. And in Jesus' name, we lift up our nation in Jesus' name. And we declare the kingdom of heaven established in New Zealand, in this country. We thank you, Lord, that we can speak and we can pray and we can declare and see the blessing of the Lord flow. Lord, that your purposes will confound what it is that people expect, what it is that people are hoping for. Lord God, you go above and beyond. You do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask, hope, or imagine. And so in Jesus' name, we declare blessing and favor over New Zealand. We thank you that you're raising up your people to take a stand in prayer, to declare your purposes and the authority that you have given. We declare revival across our land. We declare people turning to you in Jesus' name. We declare the favor of God and the raising up of righteousness and holiness in Jesus' name. Ah, Lord, breathe across. Breathe across New Zealand right now by the power of your Spirit. Breathe across in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Please take a, a seat tonight. And I just felt stirred in my heart on this theme of prayer. I'm, I'm stirred in my heart on this theme of I will build. And so this is our overarching theme for this year. We're going to step into that specifically next month. And I just thought I'd give, I'd just get a head start. I'm just going to talk about I will build. I will build my church. God is on the move and God is building. And I just love um, what God is doing. You, uh, you have to be aware that, that one of the things that God is doing, one of the themes across New Zealand is this theme of unity, bringing people together, bringing churches together. And so I will build my church. God is building it. And you know what? One thing I know about God is that He can build stuff. He is so good at building stuff. I mean, when I look at my wife, I think God is so good at building stuff. And so, um, and she is amazing. And so God has, has built us. He's built each one of us. I was, you know, He's built things like the, isn't the water cycle amazing? 
you have the crashing waves pounding onto the shoreline, the water evaporates into the clouds, it rains, the plants draw in the moisture, it evaporates again somehow, I don't know, I don't have to know, and then it just goes around in a big cycle. God created that, he knows how to build stuff. And one thing he also knows how to build and is really on his heart, and that is his church. He is building his church. And you know what? The best days of the church are ahead. Our best anointed moments are in the future, and our greatest victories are in times to come. How do I know? Because he's building our church. He is building his church. He is building our locality here and across the globe, and I see the church rising. I don't know which media stream that you're listening to, but the one that I'm listening to tells me that God is building His church. When you start talking with people who are seeing in the Spirit and what God's doing, it's across the globe. We know that we're in a new chapter, in a new season, and it's actually rearranging and loosening some of the the boxes, breaking open a few boxes, just getting it a little bit fertile for God to move and do something fresh and new. He's been turning up the ground. He's been wrecking some of the frameworks and structures on the earth so that he can move in power and so he can move in significance. And so God has said, I will build my church. And that phrase, of course, comes from Matthew 16, 18. And it says, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And so God is building. And I just, I just get this sense of, of prayer. And so um, this, this is one of the things that he is using to build his church. And it's simply paying attention. It's simply being obedient. And um, so I've just been away at a, at a festival. But before then, a couple of nights before then, I was dead asleep in bed. I was just there having to sleep as I normally do in the middle of the night. And in our house, the, the smoke alarm went off. One of, one of the smoke alarms went off. And I was like, and it just woke me up. I was still in that groggy sl- state. And I was, okay, so I, I unplugged my phone to use it as a light. And I go through, don't stand on the dog. Um, she's around on the floor somewhere having a sleep. And so, and then I wander myself upstairs to try and find the smoke alarm. Got a few upstairs, don't know which one it is. I get to the top of the stairs and it stops. The smoke alarm stops and I think, well, it, it's never stopped before. Well, that's, that's a bit strange. A smoke alarm has just stopped. I don't know which one it was. I was going to take it down and go back to sleep. But anyway, so I, I thought I'll check on the, the kids, go to the three bedrooms, and they're all still asleep. I'm the only one awake in the house, the only responsible one. Anyway, <clears throat> and so um, anyway, I use my torch, and I, I shine my way back downstairs, go around the dog, sit on the side of my bed, plug the phone in, and as I plug the phone in, the screen lights up, and it's 11 minutes past one. And I think, oh no, it's 11 minutes past one. It's one, one, one. No, oh, nuts. <laughs> I, I kept Paul awake once by t- preaching about the watchman, and then he didn't get sleep that night because you were praying all night. And so anyway, one, one, one anointing. <laughs> so I thought, oh man. Um, and so I was, I was even still tempted to go to sleep because I was tired 
And but, but this word filled my head. It like got crammed into my head, like from one side of my head to the other. And it was just the word emergency went across my head. And as I was thinking about it, I, th- I thought, I've got a smoke alarm. I've got 111. I've got emergency. So I've, I've, got, I've got something that I need to pray about. So I pulled myself up and I went upstairs into the conservatory and just started pacing and praying for about five minutes. I don't know what the emergency is. And so I just start praying for all sorts of things. I pray for um, the festival coming up. I pray for the church. I pray for my family, for my parents, all sorts. And then I thought, Oh, I did. I do remember getting a message today that I didn't clear. And so I just picked up my phone and I, I flicked onto that message. And the, the message actually said um, from, from someone that, that I know, um, said, I'm under attack at the moment, meaning, meaning spiritual attack. And I'm thinking, so is this when you sent the message? Or is it like now at 11 minutes past one, is it like a time travel quantum physics? I, I don't know, but it's like, well, I'm awake, so I'm praying. So I'm praying for this person and I'm praying for all sorts. And then after about 45 minutes, I, I find myself um, like I've done what I'm supposed to do and I go back to bed. And the thing about that is I still don't know what the emergency was, but that isn't the important thing. The important thing was I was paying attention and then I did what the Lord called me to do. I was obedient, paying attention, being obedient. And I feel like God is raising up prayer people this year just to lead out in prayer, to do the things that the Lord's calling us to do, to be those watchmen on the walls and to declare the, the plans and the purposes of God. He's raising that up in us over the course of this year. And so this is a part of building the church. This is a part of building the church. Now, I, um, I can build stuff. I've built some stuff before. My kids would say I fix stuff, but really it just stays broken, but with extra duct tape. It's just how it, how it looks in the end. They Usually if they get fixed, they don't last fixed for very long. But, uh, but I do remember building a, a sculpture uh, for college and it was for art, and we, we had to do a sculpture. I decided to do a moving sculpture, and so this was actually quite a big um, marble run for this marble to go down, go down a chute, went into a little carriage, knocked the carriage on, the next marble dropped down the hole, flicked a lever, brought the carriage back, went and spun a wheel, and went all the way down, and, um, and I was actually really impressed. It had a perspex cover on it as well, and so quite happy with my, my, um, my moving sculpture and actually my teacher was amazed and and he thought that it was an amazing thing the class loved it and so it was like a a masterpiece that I created this moving sculpture but the one problem I have with it now is that I have no idea where it is I would have bought it today and and shown you what I, I made but I've got no idea where it is I'd love to show you it but it got lost I it can no longer be seen It no longer draws a crowd, and it is most probably destroyed. But that is the opposite that is true for the church. There's churches visible to the world right now from one end of the spirit realm to the other. 
His church draws a crowd. He's drawing all people to himself. He drew 3,000 to himself on the first day of the church. And he continues to draw more people. More people today are being saved than any other day in history. The fastest growing church at the moment is sub-Saharan Africa. The fastest growing persecuted church is still China. There's a, a huge church movement, underground church movement in Iran at the moment. It's been going on for years. And so the Lord is building his church and his church will never be destroyed. It will endure forever and ever. So what is this church that God is building? Well, the Bible calls it the ecclesia, you and me, the called out ones, called out from the world to be those who are a part of his family, the body of Christ. And so each one of us, we've got this part to play, mission to fulfill and an eternal destiny to build into. And so I've got um, a couple of portions of scripture that I want to share with us this evening. And so we'll put up the, the second slide. And so this is um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9 to 16 says this. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any other foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. But the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive his reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, yet will be saved, even though only one is escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And so as we build, as we build with gold, silver, precious stones, I want to go into what that would look like for this year, that we are building an eternal house that will survive the fire will survive the storm and it will bring glory to our Heavenly Father. I think that prayer is using gold, silver and precious stones. I feel like that whenever we come to a place of prayer that we're never wasting our time. Brother Andrew would say if we truly knew the power of prayer, we'd be on our knees a hundred times a day praying prayers that will turn the world upside down. And as we just take the opportunities to pray, like I said, I was just at a, a festival on the last night. I was praying for a guy. I said to him, so, um, so what can I pray for you? And he said, I've, I've injured my back. And so I said, okay, well, well let's, let's pray. So I put my hand on his back and, and we prayed, prayed for healing, prayed for God's grace. And, um, and I said to him, I stood back and I said, okay, great. So on a scale of one to 10, one, nothing happened. 10, you're healed. How's it feel? And he said, um, oh, it feels about like a five. I feel like God has actually uh, done something in my back. It, it feels better. It's not healed, but it feels better. And so I said, well, let's, let's go again. Put my hand on his back again. We prayed together. Stepped back and said, so how does it feel now? And he's, he's like, it's a, it's a 10. I, I, can't, I can't feel pain anymore. He went down on the ground, stretched it out, turned around. He's like, man, I'm, I'm healed. And, and I said, you know, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. In fact, Anne and I on the way here were talking about uh, healings just taking place and different testimonies. 
And then I, I decided to, I said, oh, look, let me just pray for you. And I prayed for him and I just said, look, I just see you like a, it's like you're this, this architect building a, a building. I see this really tall building changing the skyline of the city. And I just, in, in my heart, I was thinking, well, it's kind of like a ministry thing that God's giving him plans, that kind of thing. And so um, he said to me afterwards, um, when I stopped praying, he said, oh, did you know I'm an architect? I said, well, actually, no, I didn't know you're an architect. He said, yeah, right now, I'm actually, you've got plans for this five-story building. And, and he said that if it goes ahead, it's going to change the skyline of Palmerston North. And so I said, let's just pray into that, bless that. And so God had given him plans. He was just looking for the, the funding to go ahead with those plans. But it's kind of like it's paying attention. It's being obedient. It's, it's using what the Lord puts in your hand. It's being in a place of prayer, a place of ministry, blessing others. These, these are the things that are, are using um, God's building material of gold, gold, silver, precious stones. If we're simply obedient to him, I feel like we're going to have testimonies this year. Lots of testimonies of God's healing, God's grace, and God's mercy. I'm, I mean, even uh, tonight, just at the end of this time, let's have a time of impartation prayer we want to see healings take place. We want to see you set free and able to be 100% right so you can go out unhindered into the world to build his kingdom, to build his kingdom. The, the second um, uh, piece of scripture I wanted to share tonight, um, so you can put up the next slide, Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. It just says this, So God himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And, and actually this term of ministry school, we're getting in uh, some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, evangelists, teachers, other guest speakers that we'll be having starting tomorrow night here at 7.30, just over there. And, um, and so we'll be having them here. And uh, so it's going to be quite a, it's going to be a fun. We don't know what we're going to get each night, but um, please feel free to turn up, bring people to that. So we are building. And so there's a, a couple of aspects with building, and that is that I feel like God is building with us. We get to partner with him, which is amazing. But God is also building within us. So we put up the next slide. So we are continually growing. God is building with us. What a privilege to be building with God, the maker of heaven and earth. But God, at the same time, as we build with him, he's building within us as well. And so, but I did want to focus on this um, building with him. And, it's, um, and I wanted to, to take the approach of the, the five-fold ministry and just how, see how you and I might fit into that framework because the Bible says that it's the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, and teachers. What is their role? To equip people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. Now, we know that, that these five are particular people, they're specific people that God puts there to, um, to help lead the church and to move it forward. But actually, each one of us, I see this as kind of like a, a five, um, you could almost see it as personality types, callings. Um, I, I feel like each one of us would have a leaning towards one or two of these. And it's like, where do you see yourself as we go ahead this year to build his kingdom, to build the church? Which kind of area do you see yourself sowing into and building? What has the Lord called you to? And so we'll put up that last slide. And 
So we've got a building here. And we have the Apostle Paul and I were discussing this a, a couple of months back. And it's just such a cool picture that the Apostle is the one that lays the foundations. And then you have the, the evangelist and he's the front door, the wide open front door. Bring the people in. Let's see them saved. Let's fill the house of God. The evangelist has got the front doors wide open. And then we have the, the teacher that's the walls and he sets the frameworks, the structures in place, um, rightly, correctly divides the truth, gets things in order. This is the truth. Don't believe that. Believe this. Believe what the Bible says about you. The, the windows, uh, the prophets, they, they help the church to see out. They see out, get uh, view, get visual, get what it is that the Lord is, uh, is doing. And they can see that. And we've got watchmen on the walls looking out to see what it is that God's doing. And then, of course, the, the pastor is the roof. He provides a safe place, a house, a covering, a place to call home and a place to bring all of the, the rest of the building together. And so it's just cool having that conversation with, with Paul around this whole thing. And so each person has this part to play. And so what part are you most inclined towards? And then how would that look for over the course of this year as you would go about doing your daily things in your workplace, with friends, here at church, and all that kind of thing? So I thought I'd just highlight some of these. So the apostle lays the foundation. The apostle is the one that establishes kingdom culture on the earth. He's the one that pushes back darkness, starts new things. Do you have an apostolic thing in you? Do you enjoy starting new projects? Are you uh, confident in stepping out in the Lord with having a gift of faith to see the kingdom of God established? Are you perhaps, have you started businesses in the past? Is that kind of a, a bit of a, a thing for you? Set up things that haven't yet uh, taken place. And so um, here's a thought. Here's a suggestion. Um, why not start a new connect group? If that is your uh, thing, if you like establishing new things, this is um, something I feel like as we, um, I, I mean, I am looking after connect groups with Gary, and so that's going to be fun doing that. And, um, and I just see uh, the, the fires of God in, in places and in homes around our community, around our city, people having encounters with him. You know, it's not just in the church here, but it's in our, our homes. And some of my greatest times and the Lord have been in these connect group settings. And, and I feel like the Lord is stirring some people uh, in our church to say, you know what, I think I can do that. Bring the presence of God into a room, lead people, coach people, disciple people, give people a place to minister from. You know, would you consider that a connect group might be the, the kind of place for you to, for a start, be involved in, but then to actually plant one, establish one, establish something new. So that's the uh, apostle. The, a prophet sees. They're like the, the windows. They, they see into what God is uh, doing. They, they hear what he's saying. We know that we have um, five senses with which we receive information through our five senses. We uh, get to discern what is happening in the world. And so our five senses are sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. These are our five natural senses. But we also have five spiritual senses. Do you know what the five spiritual senses are? Sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. They're the same. I don't know what you're hoping for then, but they're exactly the same. 
Um, we, we hear, we hear the word of the Lord. See, we're trained so much to operate by our physical senses. We're trained to just see this and, and see what God's doing. But the Lord is saying to, to look past those things, to use eyes of the Spirit. From, we no longer regard anyone from a worldly point of view. And so as we see people, as we're people that carry that prophetic spirit, that prophetic edge, we're listening to what the Lord's saying. We're seeing what he's doing through discernment, through visions, through dreams. We're, we're touching, we're sensing the presence of the Lord. We're sensing um, a, an evil presence in a moment and then um, dispelling that in Jesus' name, bringing release, bringing healing. We are tasting the Holy Spirit. Taste good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 37, it's there. Smell the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. So we're tuning. We actually want to be tuning our spiritual senses, I feel like, this year. To lean into Him, I feel like there's a call and a leaning into the things of the Spirit to sense Him, feel Him, touch Him. Um, I, was, I was just at a camp as well. It, it's just been one of those seasons. It's been, it's been quite fun, actually. I've been enjoying the, this thing. So I've, um, I, did, I did a breakout thing, and I got the, the youth to um, uh, just, uh, just sense the presence of God and then, and then put a hand on a shoulder and then uh, to sense uh, the power of the, the Spirit just go through and to, um, just to lean in and to, and to make that connection with the Spirit. And, um, and so these young people were just sensing the, the Spirit, uh, some of them in a, in a fresh way for the first time. And I just um, I feel like it's something that we, we want to lean into, just sensing what it is that the Spirit is doing because we are spiritual people. We've got a spiritual calling. We're not just physical. We're both. We contain the, the, the Spirit of God within us. And so we're people of the Spirit. Some things we do may not necessarily make sense, but it's okay if it doesn't make sense as long as we're doing it in faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anything that's not faith is sin as well, the Bible says. But we want to be people of faith and people of the Spirit. The evangelist, of course, welcomes people into the house. And what an amazing outreach yesterday. Back to school, having so many people in the community, in the room here, and blessing the community. We've got a lot of evangelistic outreaches. We've got a lot of ways that Hope Center reaches out around us. And so do you have a, a heart and a passion? Just see the gospel as the primary thing. Um, good at relating to people and sharing the good news with people. Is that something that the Lord is, is calling you to do? He's calling each one of us to do, but the Lord is sending us out. The teacher, of course, is the walls. Do you enjoy teaching, coaching, discipling? Um, do you love the Word of God? Would you consider teaching in the, the Fresh Start, New Christians classes? We've got some great teachers um, already. Sharon's just doing an amazing job there, bringing people in to, um, into the house of God and, and leading that in such a great way. Um, Oh yeah, I didn't say, but the prophet, if you're a prophet, perhaps you want to consider being on our prayer ministry team because we're going to be filling up this building like we're building the church. And so lots of people are going to be coming in. We need lots of prayer ministers. And so Therese is, is looking for, for people to come and, and stand alongside her as she leads that ministry. So if you're on that prophetic thing, why not consider the prayer ministry team? Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's, there's a, and like evangelists, there's lots of evangelistic outreaches. We've got um, uh, particular connect groups, special interest connect groups that reach out into the community. 
um, teacher and then a pastor, of course. A pastor is like this roof, this covering. Do you have a pastoral heart? Um, do you notice individuals in a room? Do you relate well to others? Would you consider being on, if you've got a pastoral heart, being on our welcome team? Because we want to welcome people into the house of God. We want people to have an amazing first-time experience in the house. And actually, one of my favorite places on a Sunday morning is at the front door, welcoming people in. Like I actually really enjoy being on that welcome door. We want to have just layers of welcome team, making sure people come in, looking out for those ones, sitting with people. No one sits alone. Everybody comes in, feels at home, would you consider being on our welcome team? That's an open invitation to, to us to make people feel um, uh, welcome and like this is their home as much as ours. You know, the members of our family, most of them don't know they're a part of our family yet. Most of them are still on the outside. God is going to do a big move of bringing people into our house. Um, ah. It's, it's whatever the Lord puts in your heart to do to, to build the, the kingdom. I remember um, uh, leading a, a writer's life group, special interest uh, connect group, and, and it, had these, um, it had these different um, elements to it. It had the apostolic. It was just, well, let's just start something. Authors, writers, let's just start a, a connect group and we can meet once a month and, and just share our work, that kind of thing. It was prophetic because we prophesied over each other and prophesied into our futures. It was evangelistic. We had non-Christians come to it. It was pastoral because we walked alongside people as they're getting their books published. And it um, contained teaching elements because we did sessions on book writing and publishing and that kind of thing. What, what ideas is the Holy Spirit putting into your heart, even in this moment, for this year, to build His kingdom? Because it's, it's so vast, it's so broad, the sort of things that God is leading us into, but it's all a part of building His kingdom. Huh. And so these, um, these five elements at Hope, I, I wanted to, to share about these. And um, I haven't actually talked with Paul about this. You can correct me if I get this a little bit wrong. I, I'm not sure. But let's, let's have a look at this. Um, Hope Center, what is our apostolic foundation? You know, as we are building the house of God this year, what is our apostolic foundation? Well, you know what? We are a revival church. We believe that God is going to move in power. We are revival pursuers, presence of God, seekers. We are people expecting and partnering with God and bringing revival. We pursue the presence of God. We pursue relationship with God and with each other. We desire to draw people into that same experience. We're passionate at seeing our region and our nation and the nations of the world experience revival and come to salvation. So uh, I feel like that would be uh, an apostolic foundation of Hope Center. This is what we do. This is what we reach for. This is what we are. The prophetic, what's our prophetic vision, our prophetic call? Well, I actually got this from our website. And so... Our prophetic vision is that every culture, every generation would be experiencing God and touching, um, and touching the world with the message of faith, revival, healing, and the return of Jesus. 
We want to see every culture, every generation, we're seeing them experience the life-transforming touch of the Word of God. We're prophetically declaring this year that we're specifically building the church in Lower Hutt, in Johnsonville, and in the Kapiti Coast that we're actually seeing ahead and saying that we're going to be a church of influence that is expanding this year. And so we're going to be planting a campus up in the Kapiti area this year. And so it's that nudge that the Holy Spirit is giving us. It's that prophetic vision, that prophetic insight that he is showing us. But then there's, you might have a, a vision though, um, bringing it back again to these connect groups. We want to see these reach into areas that we haven't uh, have we haven't got connect groups yet because there are people coming from a long way into our church. Let's find a home and a space for people. So our evangelistic thrust this year includes church planting and includes outreaches and includes reaching our community with connect groups and interest groups through evangelism, through prayer as well. Um, I don't know what else we, um, we can put in there, but a lot of things. So we're progressive, pushing ahead in that focus. Our pastoral, our pastoral network includes a large part of that, again, is connect groups. We do have a pastoral team, but effectively caring for and pastoring our church, um, a lot of that can come from connect groups. It's also enlarging the welcome team this year and making sure that, that we um, look after people and have that pastoral focus. And of course, the teaching initiatives, ministry school, new Christians classes, teaching through connect groups, discipleship groups, Sunday messages. I mean, we're all continually becoming more Christ-like as we focus on the area of teaching as well. And so God is building. God is building through his people. And so where do I fit in this year? Where do you fit in? And it's building the kingdom both out where we are in our workplaces and those environments and in schools and that kind of thing. And it's building um, the, the base here and just seeing an amazing move of God here in this space and in this room. Ah, thank you, Jesus. And so let's take a moment, let's take a moment to consider what it is that the Lord is calling us to. Why don't you close your eyes for a moment. Oh Lord, we acknowledge that you are building your church. Lord, we only see a portion of it. Lord, when I think about the millennium and, and how great uh, that will be and then beyond, the ages beyond that, Lord, we're building towards something. I know, Lord, that you are coming back for a glorious bride. Lord, we know even as the world gets darker that the church of Jesus Christ will get brighter, stronger, that we'll see a greater evidence of the supernatural power of God flowing through us as your people. Lord, I thank you that you are building and that we are certainly on that winning team. But here this year, 2024, Lord, where is it that you would call us to specifically build into? In Jesus' name, Huramasinda. What, what is it that inspires you? What is it that you are good at? What is it that you have experience in? Because you know what the amazing thing is? Is that if we do this together, Genesis 11:6, and the Lord said, if there's one people 
speaking the same language, have begun to do all this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. That, to me, sounds like the church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it sounds like God moving in the midst of unity, not just within our church, but unity in churches across our nation, believing and pushing for the same thing in Jesus' name. Why don't we stand? Let's, let's stand. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this call to partner with you, Lord God. I thank you that you have chosen to build with us, yet at the same time, on that moment-by-moment -moment basis, you're also building within us. Lord, what a great opportunity that we have. Lord, I pray that you would fill people right now with a fresh strength. Lord, I don't know what, I don't know what 2023 was like for you. Perhaps it was a, a bit of a tough year last year. Perhaps there are some people here and you feel like you perhaps don't have the, the same kind of energy that you would like to. I feel like right now that the Lord wants to impart life. So I'm going to, uh, in just a moment, invite you forward. If you feel like for this year that you would like um, a fresh impartation of the Spirit to, to move ahead in the things of God. I feel like He's, uh, he's wanting to break a drought. He's wanting to break that sense of distance. And He's wanting to draw you close this evening so that He can fill you with dreams and visions and aspirations of the future and what it is that He's calling us to this year in Jesus' name. If you're not quite sure yet where you fit, but you're looking for that place of clarity. You're looking for the Lord to, to speak and to reveal to you specifically what it is that He would have for you this year. Well, this is the place. This is the place to, to come. I'll invite you for. We want to believe together that the Lord will give you a sharp clarity of vision and of focus. If you feel like the Lord is calling you to something big, because you are an MP, because you are a member of parliament, God's parliament, because you are a minister of prayer, because you are someone that will partner with God and His purposes this year. And you're just saying yes, yes to God, yes to His purposes, yes to His call. Why don't you come forward right now? So why don't you just come forward? We want to minister. We want to pray. We want to impart something fresh for you this year. I believe that the, the kingdom of God is advancing. The Spirit of God is stirring us. No matter what, His kingdom is going to be built this year. No matter where, whether we participate in it or not, the kingdom of God is moving. It is advancing. And He will see His kingdom established. Ha. Miracles unlocked in Jesus' name. Miracles unlocked. Yeah, Sharon, the, the Lord's going to draw on just that, that journey that you've had with Him, those past experiences, and He's bringing a fresh authority and a fresh ability to lead and to guide. 
that partnering with the Lord. Lord, thank you for your spirit, for your anointing, for your presence here in this place. Jesus. Let's stand in his presence. Team, ministry team, when you come out, let's pray. Oh, Jesus. Oh, if there's one people speaking the same language have begun to do all this and nothing they do will be impossible for them. Thank you, Jesus. Shura Masanda.